Hey, hey, everybody, and we are back for another episode of Boss Your Business. And today we have Sabrina Victoria here, who went from being a struggling single mom to escaping a 13-year narcissistic abusive relationship. Girl, I feel you on that one. Um, you, your tenacity and your optimistic spirit has inspired fans worldwide and helped endless amounts of people break through and discover their own untapped talents and immense potential. Now a creator and CEO of Human Better 365, a human transformation company, creator of the Her Vision podcast and founder of Her Nation Community a speaker, entrepreneur, and author. I am so happy to have you here, my fellow narcissistic. This podcast is explicit, asshole, survivor, thriver, kick in the ass, girl, I feel you. I love it. Thank you for having me. So you have quite the reach. You got your own podcast. You got the whole thing going on. First question always on this podcast is, how did you get here? What's the point <laughs> of the story? Yes, yes. Um, I love telling stories. I always say that my business, the foundation of my business is storytelling. I think that it's one of the most powerful things that we can do as a, as a human is to share um, some of the vulnerable parts of our story. So I'm um, not going to make it too long, but um, raised as a Jehovah's Witness, actually. A lot of people don't know that about me. What? Mm -hmm. Okay. Raised, raised as a Jehovah's Witness, and my parents were converted by the whole like door knocking cliche. Um, and so it does was, work at least once yeah. in a while. It does work. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, and everything was kind of fine until I became boy crazy around the age of sixteen. <laughs> at the age of twenty, I ended up pregnant with no husband, which was a huge no no. And that was the pivotal point in my life. So I was excommunicated from my entire family and the community that I had ever, yeah, the, the whole community I'd ever known and was basically cast out. Baby daddy was no longer around. That's a whole nother story. But the um, premise is the whole single mom stereotypical life of just no money, yeah. um, living paycheck to paycheck, barely. I always say that there was a rolling um, amount of about a negative $172 in my bank account at any given moment, just scraping by barely eating beans and rice, um, having to walk to the grocery store because I can't afford food, food and gas, having to dig in my couch cushions for gas money, just the whole thing. Suicidal thoughts, wanting to kill my baby thoughts, dealing with postpartum, but not knowing it. And um, about a year or so of that, I don't even know how I managed that, but of that, I met a man who I thought was going to save me. I thought he was given to me by God. Um, even though he had red flags stapled all over his body, I just um, disregarded all of those because I was just so desperate for attention, so desperate just for anybody's love and affection. I ignored all the ridiculousness and just fell for all the things that narcissists are known for. Um, within a very short amount of time, he convinced me to leave my place and move in with him, leave my job, work for him, get rid of my phone, use his phone, get rid of my car, his car, yes. So it yes. was the full on list. Yes, yes. 
And I I was just young and dumb and totally naive. And he didn't present it like, now you're going to work for me. He presented it like- it never presents like that. Yeah. It's like, hey, this is so much easier yeah. and we can spend time together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, 100%. So eight years in, I'm on the floor, um, in the bathroom, in the dark, crying my eyes out. Mental abuse, emotional abuse, sexual abuse, financial abuse, obviously, yeah. to the tens. And I'm just having a total breakdown in the bathroom. And uh, I pulled out my phone. I like to say that Google saved my life. I Googled, why is my boyfriend bullying me? And the entire world of narcissistic abuse, toxic relationships, empathy, codependency, um, voice, power, confidence, uh, financial abuse just hit me right in the face. And I had to make a choice. Mm -hmm. Like now that I know all this stuff, what am I going to do? Am I going to just continue to lead this life because it's kind of safe and I know what to expect. Yeah. That's the, there is to everybody that has not been in that situation. um, It might sound really, really weird to somebody that has not expected it, but uh, experienced it, not expected it, hasn't experienced it, but there is a safety to knowing where you at and who you are with. Yes, it sounds completely insane. And believe me, to us who have been in a situation like that, looking back, it it does still sound weird and insane. But there is a feeling of safety and comfort knowing what you have rather than having the unknowing of what you potentially could have. 100 yeah. And don't give me wrong. It's like there, there was a young Evie in the past that was like, this would never happen to me. I see the red flags. Yeah. Uh-huh. I ended up in a, every day. Luckily, not quite as bad, but I ended up in a, in a narcissistic relationship twice. The last time I got out of one after four years, it took me two years just to even learn again who the hell am I. Because wow. it was so sneaky, it was so quote well performed yep. and dressed up. I my head is off to anybody that makes it out of a narcissistic relationship and can put themselves back together because that stuff toxic is not even the right word for it. Yeah, definitely, yeah. total. So mind. and as as I can tell. You you did make the decision to get out of there. It seems like yes, I um I wound up opening up a secret bank account, Good. a secret storage unit. I started three online secret businesses. One of them being my company, or the pretense of the company that I own now. Mm-hmm. Um and um and started collecting money. I just started collecting money. It took me four years. Go ahead. Well, what what I would love to, because I'm pretty sure sooner or later, we're going to have a couple of listeners in here that are like, but I'm married to them. How, how can I open up a secret bank account? And I don't know. So even if you are married, you can go and, and just open a bank account that's just attached to your name. A hundred percent. You can. Yes. However, my story, I was not married, but yeah, 100%. And I know this because of other podcasts or interviews I've done with other women. Yeah, you can go as a man or a wife and go get a separate bank account from your spouse secretly without them knowing it. Good. Um, Because I'm like, that's, where are you going to hide cash? Where are you going to get cash nowadays? Everything is online. So trying to get out of a situation like that, you need a bank account. Yeah. Yeah. And it was to be able to get your money. 
it was heavy. And for those of you that are listening and like, that's not loyal and how dare you, all of that went through my head. All of that went through my head as far as like, what kind of woman am I? What kind of person am I? What kind of partner I am? am I? But it gets to the point, if you are in a real abusive relationship, it's survival. Yeah. It's At survival. that point, it's, it's just you yourself trying to survive. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, Yes, when you are in it, again, I completely understand that. Looking from the outside, there is a point where it's like, they are not loyal to you. They are breaking you down to the bone. They do yeah. not deserve your loyalty and they don't deserve anybody feeling guilty trying to survive and set themselves up to be able to survive. Yeah, exactly. But I also know logic is not necessarily something we have in a situation like that. Yeah, definitely. And a lot so of us are deeply emotional. So, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. so um, but I did it. I did it. I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. I saw the yes. roller coaster. I had been journaling for a couple of years. So I saw that the gaslighting that mm -hmm. he was doing to me was, you know, I did know what I was talking about. I was being abused. Um, so yeah, I just started collecting money. It took me four years. The journey is insane to get this money. Uh, but I wound up collecting $50,000, which is not nice. a lot, but to me it was like a million dollars. That is, when you're in a situation like that, that's a lot. Not even yeah. quote, normal people can just save together 50K. Yeah. $50,000 over four years. Nice. Um, and I, I literally escaped. I left with my son, our clothes and my bicycle. And I totally started over again from scratch with a mattress on the floor and, um, just kept, kept rolling with my business. I, um, you know, I am where I am now and, uh, it's been definitely has been a journey. Even that has been a journey. <sighs> Isn't it ever? Yes. So let's let's talk about what are you doing right now? How are you working? Who are you working with? What are you doing? Yes. So I do a lot of different things, but the thing that I am the most passionate about is I have a community called Her Nation. Mm -hmm. um, and it revolves around uplifting women, empowering women, and helping women rise. Uh, we have support groups. We have um, entrepreneurial masterminds, one-on-one um, -on -one coaching, all the goodness that goes along with that. And it's all, most of the stuff that I do is based around entrepreneurship and money. Also yeah. community, because that is where my story comes from. So I had no community, I had no money. So now I'm running the, the opposite of that. And it's all about bringing us together, rising together and really helping us shift those limiting beliefs about money and the fact that we can talk about it and we can have it and we can ask for it um, because the products and the services that we are attaining are worthy of an exchange. Uh, as I'm getting goosebumps, it's interesting. I had a long conversation with a friend of mine last night, actually. I think we were on the phone for like two hours um, talking about exactly that, where she is like, it was funny because we all struggle with, with certain things, right? It's like what you see public is not necessarily what, what actually happens behind the scenes. And as I mentioned, I've been, I've done a lot of work over the last three years on me, on my business, on my mindset, all the things. 
Yet there is still limiting beliefs. There is still old strategies and habits that are running in my head. And I'm like, God damn it, I'm doing it again. And it's just kind of like on an autopilot. And we were talking last night and she's like, Evie, I'm like, you, she's like, you got your stuff together. You were the badass. And I'm like, yeah, I might be able to show up like a badass for other people, but I still have money limiting beliefs. I have, I literally had to, to build out strategies for me to get my clients to already have an idea of what my pricing point is going to be because I feel bad for charging. And I'm like, money is an exchange of energy. I, I cannot take away my client's enjoyment and right to give me the energy to be the best for them that I can be. So it's it's interesting to hear um, the problems that are coming up through your community, that, that you are working with women in your community and just knowing I'm not the only one in that. And no matter how badass we might be looking out in the public, there often are some struggles and some growth and things that are happening behind the scenes that everybody is working on. Yeah, 100%. Definitely. So you mentioned there's a whole bunch of things going on. So your business is not just kind of like one-on-one -on -one consulting. You got the community going on. You got masterminds going on. You got calls going on. So you got the one-on-one -on -one going. There's a lot going on. Yeah, there is. And you... I love it. <laughs> it's like it never gets boring. It's never just no. the same thing, is it? Yeah, I absolutely um, love it. How do you make all of that happen? I'm pretty sure you need some workflows and processes behind the scenes to, to stay up to date with all the things. Yes, 100%. Um, so my niche that I predominantly, the foundation of all of my coaching is time management and organization. So um, we're talking so the same language. <laughs> So it's something that I've always been able to do. It's something that just innately is in me, you know, throughout forever, literally forever. Even the way that I was able to get out of that situation was very methodical, yeah. very calculated, very planned out. I had lists and notes and graphs and plans on like the system on how I was going uh -huh. to escape the relationship. So all I did was I just kept transferring all of the stuff. And now it is a business that I'm now using that stuff for versus just everyday life. But I think that it is important for people to recognize that our life is a business, just like a business is a business. So there needs to be processes, processes that are happening on both ends. And that's what yeah. I really talk about. So for me, you know, 30 days is the way that I plan out everything with my life. It's all in 30 day increments. Um, and then on top of that, 90 day increments. So I go by 90 day goals and then I do 30, 30, and 30. And I predominantly, for the most part, know exactly what's going to be happening 30 days at a time. And that goes from everything from client calls to podcasting to um, social media content, where I'm showing up live. Mm -hmm. It's all planned out very, very well. And what, what happens is when you do that, when you take two or three hours, you know, mm -hmm. a few days before the beginning of the month to sit down and just really hash it out it makes all the days just so much easier. 
Girl, I feel yeah, we are just getting to the point. I'm like, I produce a lot of content, right? And it's like now it's not just YouTube and short form content. Now I decided to add a podcast to this too. Sure, why not? We can do it. And it's been it's been interesting because I'm great at teaching other people how to plan and get to the point of being proactive rather than reactive. But we are just now, literally this month, getting to a point where we are, when it comes to content, nearly two months ahead of time. My January YouTube videos are recorded. My shorts are recorded. They still need to be edited, but my editor is on the fly. Not a problem. We'll start on that next week. I told you in the green room where it's like um, my live shows, because again, now with the pre-recorded live show, I'll be able to actually have guests from all over the world. We will have the the live shows and, and the podcast guests ready and scheduled for January and February too. I have an idea what the topics are going to be of the month. And it's like, I'm not going to have to sit here and sweat bullets because I don't know what to record for YouTube. Yeah. It's there. And it's it's been interesting to to analyze this situation again i have other people doing this and i'm 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 the cobbler with the bad shoes right and but looking at this it's this it's this peace of mind it's this it's done i can focus on launching my group coaching program i can focus on optimizing my ads or anything because i literally just sat down And I took two days. I took one day to come up with the topics and what I want to talk about and rough them out on how the video is going to go. And then I had another day where I just recorded the YouTube long videos and the short form videos and done. I I only had to do my makeup once. Getting it done. It's all there. It's like it's, it's fun and weird all at the same time when you start changing your business from reactive to proactive and you are able to do this this month out. But again, for everybody that's listening, guys, I don't I don't know how you are, Sabrina, but we didn't start out with being able to plan out a month. My business was, I was still figuring out how I, how I word things, how I do things. I was constantly testing. So... Guys, you don't have to start with planning everything out for the next 30 days or for the next 60 days or the next 90 days. Start one week at a time. Sit down, take a couple of hours because especially when you start out, things take a little bit longer than when you're getting used to it. Plan your next week out, get it done and then just start adding to it. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's also important to recognize that there's pivoting that happens. You know, as you're kind of going along, I know there's been tons of stuff for me where I'd start doing things, I'm on a roll. And then I'm like, this is just not resonating with me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just not appreciating this. And then recognizing that you're not married to it. You can pivot. Yep. We can all just pivot in our business. It's our business. That's what's so cool about it. We're so used to being in school. And like, once you do a thing, you have to like do the thing and you have to like take math and then you're committed to math the whole time. You don't have, you can literally pivot as many times as you want when you're your own boss. And that's one of the wonders about it. Yeah. And if you need a permission slip, here it is. I literally pretty much took December off for that matter. Where it's like, we are reorganizing things. We are restructuring our content plan and, and what I'm talking about. It's 
things are changing for 2023. And I'm like, I'm not going to try to stress myself. Just because I've done this for the last month doesn't mean I cannot take a break. And I took a break on a couple of the social media platforms where I'm just like, you know what? We have so much to do on figuring this out and laying this out and what we want to do and what, what the value is we are providing. So here's your permission slip. You can take a break. I love it. People are still going to be there when you come back. What programs did you take? What platforms did you kind of push aside for now? YouTube, actually, one of my biggest ones. Wow. Why? One of my biggest ones because um, I needed to pause. I needed to be quiet and just sit with myself of... I'm I'm an ego driven person. I'm I'm always challenging myself, which also means everything to me is often a competition. That's one of the things that I'm working on, where I'm like I'm only competing with me. And I had fallen into the trap of thinking I'm a YouTuber. I'm not a YouTuber. I'm a business that provides value that uses YouTube as a marketing. That doesn't necessarily mean I approach YouTube differently than quote a YouTuber. But it means that I'm focusing on different things than YouTubers do. And I needed to sit with that. I needed to listen within and own that to stop running myself rampant on YouTube, trying to hit whatever freaking numbers that don't matter because (laughs) subscribers on YouTube doesn't mean you are making that much more money. It doesn't. Most of the views on YouTube are coming from people that are not subscribed. The people that are coming to me, working with me, have watched me on YouTube and I have never seen them in the comment section and chances are they're not even subscribed. But they are coming in and they are paying me three, five, ten thousand bucks a month. So it was that process for me to stop sit with myself and be quiet and realize that I am a business marketing on YouTube and I'm not a YouTuber. I don't care how much marketing money I get on YouTube. I shouldn't care how much subscriber I have. Yeah, it still is a metric that I'm paying attention to. But what it comes down to is the people that are actually paying my bills, what are they getting out of my YouTube? What do I need to talk about no matter how many views those videos get to reach that market that I want to reach? And that's where I was just like through that process, just just ramping out videos to ramp out videos doesn't help anybody. So we decided we'll take a quick break. And it also gave us the time to work ahead and really get into this one to two month pre-planned schedule i love it yeah awesome what are some of your tools that you love using while we are in in the whole tech sector here yes so um we were talking about canonly right mm-hmm. before we got on and yep. i actually might be changing now because i <laughs> so right before we got on i asked evie about her schedule because i got this really awesome like email or mm-hmm. something from to remind me of it. I'm like, this is so pretty. Um, so I asked her before we got live, like, what do you use for your scheduler? Um, she said book like a boss, which is awesome. But I use Calendly for all of my um, booking stuff. And I have like 16 different things that they can use with all color coded. And I, it's beautiful. Um, 
And then, uh, so I do programs. I also do um, online programs like video content. Mm -hmm. So I use um, Teachable for that. Nice. And then my feed pages are all through Thrive Cards. Um, what else? I use StreamYard for my podcasting. And then my CRM is Pro Pipeline. Oh, I have not heard about those yet. Huh. Like that. So yeah, so that's where I keep all of my um, all of my predominantly ladies that I'm communicating with, and either jumping on a podcast or clients or whatever it is, and that's how I kind of stay organized with all of the inner workings of my business to make sure I'm keeping in contact with everybody. So the interesting thing is, um, you mentioned ThriveCard. We are actually moving right now. So I'm a complete tech nerd, right? I know how to build WordPress and WooCommerce and LearnDash and all the things. And my thing for 2023 was I want simple. I want simple. I don't want to have to update. I just simple. And we ended up going with ThriveCard and yes. their Learn Plus add-on. Yes. So going simple where it's like, I really don't need that much. I just need to be able to easy and simple, be able to deliver. I have a lot, a lot of people in my community that are like, I want to be affiliate. ThriveCard has it built in. You got the tracking built in. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, it's, it's funny because my community is always like, Willie, you're making us move again. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I do because I want to have it easy for me and easy for you. But they they usually also just as much as tool nerds as I am. So we share the experience in between when when moving things. So it'll it'll be yeah. interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I watched one YouTube video on how to convert, how to move from teachable to thrive card. Mm -hmm. It was like probably a 40 minute tutorial, or whatever, with this guy. And my head just started to hurt. So I hadn't moved over yet. It just seems so like cumbersome to do it. But yeah, I saw the Learn Plus. They like notify, uh, you know, they notified me and told me that they started this whole new arena and gave me a really good price. And I was like, okay, I'll think about it. So I watched a YouTube video and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just so extra to move everything over, uh -huh. but it is worth the price. Oh yeah. I'm like ThriveCard. I'm like one, sometimes no. I'm like, are they just going to close down doors at some point because they've been a lifetime bill for how long now? Yeah. Um, the nice thing is, so learn plus their paid learn portal because there's a free version. I think if the free add on to play with it and then you get the plus add on and it allows you to import users. So when you're coming from somewhere else, past that import of users, yeah, I have to admit, um, I had to wrap my head around products and courses and projects and all the things. Um, in the end, from, from what we are trying to build with the new program, I love it because I literally just have to build something once and I have, I'm going to have different levels. So I'm going to have the, the group coaching program that has access to my ClickUp 101 training, my ClickUp 102 training. But I'm like, I have these, these 101 trainings sitting around. Why just have those for the group coaching? So being able to sell those as an unlimited membership, meaning as long as you pay, you have access, watch how much ever you want to. Mm -hmm. 
So I've been able, once I wept my head around, and there comes Melody Johnson, shout out to her, my my group coaching girl. She's all memberships and Thrive Card. That girl has answered so many of my questions where I'm like, okay, can I do this? Can I do that? How do I do this? So if I wouldn't have had her, this move probably wouldn't have happened. But yeah, it's it's fun. But again, I always say the tool, the best tool is the one you actually use. Yeah. Teachable works for you. Don't move. You're yeah. fine. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. And then how do you run, how do you run your community? So you're doing that in a Facebook group? Mm -hmm. Yep. I have a Facebook group called Her Nation. And then um I have a Slack. I have a Slack. I don't know if you know what Slack is. It's like a mm -hmm. message. Yeah. System. Cool. So um, my ladies who have been on the podcast are in one channel. My ladies who are in my business mastermind are in another channel and so on and so forth. So I have like, I don't know, six or seven different channels and each one has just a sect of individuals. And that's how I kind of keep everyone close. Um, email to me. I, I don't send out emails like a lot of these coaches and entrepreneurs are doing. I'm getting hit like every single day which is fine. Like, no, I will probably get there someday. Um, but I just, for me, I don't really open them. I just throw them in the trash. So I assume other people are possibly doing the same thing. So on my Slack, I have like immediate access to everybody. And I just do little yeah. tiny shout outs here and there. If they're interested, they do. If they're not, they're not. And everybody's just opening it and clicking it. It's not this whole long process. So that's been working for me up to this point. Nice. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. I'm like, I like, I like the idea of this is the platform. Here is where it's at. Um, I like that. Hmm. Yeah, it's not as now my, invasive. Now, now my now my brain is working on things. Like, yeah, hmm. it's not as invasive. And then also, there's enough other chatter in there where it doesn't seem like a sounding board. Like every time you get an email from somebody, you just assume they're selling you something. So it's like, do I want to buy from this person? Yes or no. I mean, maybe I'll see, click it. If you know you're just not really in line with them, you just delete it. But when you're in a channel like that or like a messaging stuff or something like that and you get notified, you don't know if it's sales or if it's somebody putting up a meme or if it's going to be something funny, if it's going to be a joke or if it's, you know what I mean? Like you don't know. So my stuff just kind of flows in with all the extra conversation that's happening in there. Um, so it's not as like, Harsh. It's just, it, it just feels organic. It's like, yeah. it's just part of the conversation. Yeah, definitely. But email marketing, like I do plan on adding that at some point more, more aggressively yeah. as a lot of these ladies are doing. I just haven't gotten there yet. Oh yeah. And it's just, it's, it's a buildup. It's like, cool. This is working right now. Once I'm able to add more, it just gets added. Yeah. So Sabrina, tell the audience, where can they find you? And yes, guys, the links will be in the show description. Um, the main website is easy. It's my name, sabrinavictoria.com. And then I'm everywhere on social media under Sabrina Victoria. That's me. Just look for the big curly hair. Oh, the gorgeous big curly hair. When Thank I you. saw your headshot come through, I'm like, oh my God, I wish I had a hair like that. <laughs> the big Thank gorgeous you. curly hair, guys. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining me. And guys, I will be hearing and seeing you in our next episode as other people share how they boss their business. Thanks, Sabrina. Bye.